It's good to be here, isn't it? We have some families on vacation. We wish them well. I hope they will have great fun and relaxation. And we pray that the Lord will bring them back safely. We have some still some people sick. Let's continue praying for them. Families, we need you to always remember them in your prayers. And we do. Uh, this morning, I would like to share with you few words from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, your Bibles, please. Book of Hebrews and chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 19. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Since therefore... Brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the, well, through the veil, that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest, since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clear from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. May God bless his word. Beautiful words. Today I want to talk to you from my heart to yours. Why do I go to church? Why do I go to church? As we read in verse 25, not forsaking our own assembling together as in the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We have, as Christians, significant privileges associated with our new life in Jesus Christ. We have personal access to God through our Savior Jesus Christ. And we can go, draw near to him, as we read, in the simplest way possible. Just as we are sitting together here. We grow in faith together and knowledge. We overcome doubts and fears. And we deepen our relationship with God and with each other. We enjoy encouragement with one another, don't we? And we come to worship together. That's the most important. We come to worship together. 
and to neglect coming to church is to give up encouragement and the possibility to help and comfort all the Christians around us. That's my intro. Why do I go to church? I come to church or I go to church to worship God. My first point, to worship God. In the heart of each of us is a need for God. Do you agree with that? I don't think there are many who can say, I don't need God except the atheists. But I need God. In our souls, there is a capacity to worship God. Someone said, I can worship God in the outdoors, on the lake, or on the golf course. I had a friend a long time ago in 1972. And I asked him, I said, where were you Sunday? He said, I went and worshipped God by the river. I said, what did you do? He said, some of you heard this. He said, I took my bottle of wine. I took my, my uh, you know, fishing gear. And I took a loaf of bread. And I spent it with God fishing. Well, I want to answer him. I want to answer him. But President Theodore Roosevelt answered someone who said, I can worship God anywhere. He answered him with one simple sentence. You can, but you likely don't. You got it, right? You know, there has never been a time when people did not worship. You check it out. Since the beginning of time, people have sought to have fellowship with the, they call him the infinite, with God. This is why we read that people have worshipped the sun, moon, stars, etc. People have worshipped even nature, the mountains, rivers, and all other things. Material objects. That attracted their allegiance. Because there was a thirst in the heart of man to worship. Today, many confess that they attend the house of God exclusively for the music and singing. Do you know some? And I know some like that. But they are they're never waiting for the word of God to be brought home to their hearts through the message declared from the pulpit. They want the entertainment, not the word of God. Why do I come to church? I come to church to worship the living God. Period. They leave any anything that pertains to these people who are only interested in singing and in music. Though I love music, I love singing. But it's not enough. It praises God. But we should listen to the word of God as we are listening, listening now. So often the appeal that produces soul satisfaction 
and spiritual security is left out in the cold and the deeper senses are not moved at all once we leave the place with music and singing this does not stay with us at all soon it will evaporate but the word of God stays working in our hearts because it's the word of God that's why I come to church to hear the word of God nowadays here's this going to church has no more bearing on the spiritual life I've been looking at that I've been studying it's no more it has no bearing on your spirit than a town meeting or going to a theater or watching a movie or any other activities that would cause a temporary stirring of emotions and when we leave it soon it will go down and evaporate. Friends, please listen to me. External religious observances may temporarily, may temporarily quiet the conscience, but they never fulfill the heart's hunger for God. One of the greatest tragedies of our day is to witness that churches, and I'm not pointing fingers, read the history, read what's happening in the papers every day, read the news, I, I read what's happening to the churches. These churches are dying spiritually because they have the form of religious exercise, but do not practice it. They pretend. This is the church. And people come. But. There is no. Meat. In delivering. The word of God. It touches me. I hope it touches you. On the other hand, some churches, we hear they're exclusive. And some church memberships is not accessible to some, depending on their social standing and financial wealth. My brother-in-law, Dr. Sabaga, you know him. He comes and attends church every, every now and then here when he is visiting. And he's touched. And Sylvia talks to him all the time. You know, he is a gentleman. And I love him so much. And when he leaves here, he, he wants to attend church. So when they went with his wife to, to a church to attend, there's, there was a gate. And the gate says, put your credit card in the gate. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sylvia. He turned around and never attended church again. I read the story. 
I want to share with you. Why do I come to church? I read a story about a woman who lived supporting her family by cleaning offices. Honorable work, isn't it? Amen to that. Give me many of those. She has been trying to join a fashionable church in the neighborhood because nearby she could go. The preacher was, so, was not eager to have her because she wore out-of-style clothes. And sitting in the pew near rich people did not seem okay for her to be there. That's true story. He put her off five times in a row because she wanted to join the church and he gave her excuses. He finally told her, listen, lady, you just go home tonight and talk with God about it. God forbid, if someone wants to join our church, we do that with them. And later, you can tell me what he said, what God tells you. The poor woman went on her way. Weeks passed in two months. And the preacher saw no more of this woman. Then one day while he was in a building visiting, he saw her there cleaning. And he felt impelled to inquire. Did you, did you have your little talk with God? Mrs. Washington, he said. Oh, my, yes. She said, I talked with God as you said. Ah, and what answer did he give you? Well, preacher, she said, looking at him in the face, God said for me not to get discouraged, but to keep trying. He said also that he himself had been trying to get into your church for 20 years with no more success than I have. Where is this woman? Bring her over here. God is looking for people like her to worship Him in spirit and truth. It puts me to tears. The situation of the church today in general. As I said, I'm I'm not pointing fingers. We have been privileged in this church to be taught, listen to me, to be taught from the word of truth. Why we go to church and whom we worship. Isn't that true? We worship God. Not man. And we identify with God. We don't look at The social standing of any other people. It's a crime to look at color. Creed. And God has no preference to classes. I wish everybody can hear me. Preferred race. Age. Or no favoritism whatsoever. 
in the eyes of God, there is one class of people, sinners saved by grace. I cannot understand it. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And thank you for listening to me. For God said, the word of God said, all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. That's all. We qualify to come and worship if we're sinners saved by grace. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to talk to God about it. Be sincere and honest and come and worship with us. Our Lord, in his encounter with the Samaritan woman, was she a woman of a social, high social standard? You tell me, you tell me. No. In repute? Yes. She was living with a man. She had seven husbands. Six, and the seventh one was not her husband. She was living with him. And here she comes, and he had an encounter with her. Our Lord has a a short discourse he had with her. And he concluded his discourse with her for the sake of time by these words. An hour is coming. And now, addressed her. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father... In spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshippers. You're one of them, he said. And go. And she left and worshipped God. And she became a preacher to the whole Samaritan town. I come to church to worship God. My second point. I come to church to be part of God's oldest company. There's a trick I'm playing on the words. To be a part of God's oldest company. Jesus said in Matthew 4.10, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. It was said in the Old Testament, but he used it here. Someone said, we enter his house to worship. We depart to serve. That's your ministry. We belong belong to a great company of believers. Get used to the word company. A cloud of great witnesses, the Bible says, are surrounding us. When we gather our minds are instructed. Our hearts are inspired. Our souls are fed. And our wills are motivated. That's why we come to church. And that's why we belong to this old company. I'm not talking about IBM. No. About this old company. Stay with me. We get equipped and go out into the world, still the church, but now the church in action outside. 
God has organized the church in such a way. It is a unique concept that is the oldest and greatest organism the world has ever known. This company, the church was founded almost 2,000 years ago. This company is not a place where we gather in isolation to enjoy God and each other only. Neither is the church a scattered activist group without organization or roots. We are an organized company. On the contrary, we gather together as the family of God. That's the company I'm talking about. Redeemed by his blood. Having fellowship with him and with another. Seeking his will in our lives. And what happens to us in the church will determine, will determine our effectiveness later when we become the church in the world. We are part of a great movement that started with the disciples and continues until he comes. Are you part of this company? The church of God, the family of God, What a privilege to be part of God's oldest company. Are you proud of your company? Are you proud of your family? When you talk about the family of God, the people you are with, the company of believers, if you will please, the company of saints, are you proud of them? Are you proud of your heritage, Jesus Christ? I am proud of my church. I'm proud of my heritage. I'm not talking about my father and mother. I am proud of being a part of the family of God. Can you take another story? Okay. It happened at a luncheon. Of the local rotary. I will mention the place. The dishes had been cleared away. You know these luncheons. You attend some of them. And the meeting had been called to order. After the reception of new members and the introduction of visitors. The chairman asked who of those present represented the oldest company in the community. Young man in the back seat of the room hesitated a moment, then arose and said, Sir, I believe I do. I am a minister of the gospel. The company I represent was founded some 2,000 years ago. And I am happy to say that it is still flourishing. His announcement was greeted With applause, for none of those present was inclined to contradict him. He did indeed represent the oldest company in the community and in the world. It was 
20 centuries ago that the founder of this company had said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You should be proud. I am proud to be part of this great company. The greatest company in the world. The church of God. Are you proud of it? How true that the intervening centuries have proved this startling announcement by this pastor. On every continent, the commentator said, and on the islands of the seven seas, from east to west, from north to south, the company of Christ redeemed have carried the message of salvation. Are you proud of this company? And are you carrying the message? We learn in the church. We are tutored. We are strengthened. And when we go out, we have a message to to deliver. Are you delivering this message? I tell you, I am proud to be part of this family of God. My third point. Why do I go to church? I come to church to be a blessing. Simple, huh? My message, message is simple. I come to be a blessing. Or I go to church to be a blessing. My desire, that's me talking, my desire and hope is to be a blessing to each one of you. And I wish that this will be your desire. It is my honor To be a part of the church of God. Universally. And a member of this local church. Here in this sweet and beautiful valley. Since I got saved. And that's my testimony. I became a member of God's family. And it's been a blessing to my wife. And to my family. For more than 50 years. Are you a member of Christ's church? Have you had an experience with him that has caused a transformation in your life? Are you, and this is the question, and please listen to me. Are you an active member or just a churchgoer? Oh, we attend church. Is God using your talents in the work of Christ through your local church? Are you loyal to the church where God has placed you in? Are you an encourager? Are you a builder? Or as I say always, or are you a wrecker? There is no in-between. So many people would like to sit on the fence and watch what's happening around them and say, I'm neutral. There is no neutrality in the word of God. 
You are either with God and with your local church, or you are not doing the work that God wants you to do. You're out of the will of God. Allow me to say that. Have you a responsibility? Then do it. And don't complain what it is all about. Whatever your responsibility in the church, say, I want to do it and be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. And I hope that I am a blessing to you all. And no work, let me tell you this, no work or sacrifice. Maybe sometimes you feel that my responsibility is causing me some expenses. Or, or, some extra work after hours. Or I cannot be coming uh, consistently. I work hard. I worked hard. But I continued humbly serving the Lord. And guess what? I am the happiest man in the world. You can quote me. You can challenge me. I am happy. I don't desire fame. I don't desire anything else. God, keep me going this way. Keep me serving you. Oh, because it's a little bit of an inconvenience. I don't want to be part of it. Okay. Consider me out. May God forbid that I will ask God to consider me out. Or retire me. Or I am not going to take this responsibility because... Financially, it's really affecting me. Take your responsibilities. Be a blessing to your church. And go with it with all your heart. And I guarantee you that God will compensate you tenfold. Granted, no church is perfect. This is because churches are made of people. You know, this church is not perfect because I am in it. Ask my wife. I have imperfections. She'll tell you. Right, Daryl? They know the best about us. No one is imperfect. No one is without a fault. However... There is great value in being with the local body of believers. This is where you come and find encouragement. This is where you come and be lifted up. This is where you come when you are under the weather. They pray for you. This is when you have a catastrophic situation. There's the church to pray for you. When you go to the hospital and you have a certain situation and you call, pray for me. This is the church. This is the great company of believers with you. The support and fellowship are priceless. Ask me. So the Lord wants you, dear brother and sister, a living stone in his church. He wants you to come and worship. To be a blessing. And I assure you with the authority of the word of God. 
that the safest place to be is in worship and Bible study with your family and fellow Christians. And the best thing can ever happen to you. Come and serve the Lord. And your life will never be the same again. I go to church to worship. I come to church to be part of that great company of God. And I come to church to be a blessing. If you can live this way, the sky's the limit in your beautiful life. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Time to examine ourselves. I'm not the Holy Spirit. He is. And he will talk to you and to your heart. And may the Lord use you to be a blessing. Lord, we thank you for your word. May it have its work in our hearts and encourage us to throw ourselves in that wonderful company of believers and work and serve and honor you and worship you. Bless each and every family. And again, those who are not with us today, on vacation, bless them tremendously. Those who are sick, heal them and bring them back to us. We'd love to see them soon, Lord. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior. Amen.